And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic Conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined by my friend, my good pal from Rockville Center, St. Agnes down there, Frank Alasia. Frank, how are you doing today? I'm doing terrific, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is good. And today we're talk- taking on the topic of indulgences. Now, like other practices and concepts in the Catholic Church, this one is forgotten or misunderstood by lapsed or disengaged Catholics. As one man said to me recently, did he still have purgatory? He might have said that they still have indulgences. So, so to begin, the answer is yes. In the teaching of the Catholic Church, an indulgence is, quote, a way to reduce the amount of punishment one has to undergo for sins. And the specific language in the Catechism describes an indulgence as, quote, a remission before God of the temporal punishment due to sins, whose guilt has already been forgiven, which the faithful Christian who is duly disposed gains under certain prescribed conditions. So a sin is committed and then forgiven through confession, but there's still a consequence or a punishment for that sin. And an indulgence reduces the amount of that temporal punishment, either in this world or in purgatory. So, Frank, let's wade on into this topic. Yeah, the first thing to understand uh, with the doctrine of indulgences, it is necessary to understand that sin has a double consequence, right? Grave or mortal sin breaks off uh, communion with God, which makes us incapable of eternal life. On the other hand, venial sin entails an unhealthy attachment to the earthly things. And this unhealthy attachment must be atoned for either here on our earth or in purgatory. And it's important to remember that indulgences are closely linked to the sacrament of reconciliation. So we'll be talking a little about uh, about penance as well here. Right. So when indulgences only remit temporal penalties, they do not and cannot remit the eternal penalty of hell. And the way to avoid hell is to live right and appeal to God's eternal mercy and do penance while still alive. That's right. When we go to confession, the forgiveness of sin and and the restoring of the soul to communion with God is achieved. You know, the remission of eternal punishment is accomplished. However, the temporal punishment is still remains. And indulgence is simply the taking away of the temporal punishment due to that sin. Right, right, right. Now, there are two types of indulgences, right? Yes. And and they're, they're called plenary and partial. When a plenary indulgence is done properly, and that's the important word, there right. are a lot of things we have to do, which we'll speak about in a minute, and it can only be applied. It can only be applied to oneself or a soul in purgatory. You you not you cannot apply it to another living person. Right. The other is 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 partial. Okay, and we're also taught that you can also receive only one of these a day. All right. So partial or plenary means that either removes part of or all of the temporal punishment due to yes. sin. Oh, but only God knows exactly how efficacious any particular partial indulgence is right. or whether a plenary indulgence was received at all. And here's what we need to clarify. Before Vatican II, each indulgence was said to remove a certain number of days from one's discipline. For instance, an act might gain 300 days indulgence. We remember that. But that didn't make sense because when you die, 
you leave the domain or realm of time. Using the term days was confusing, and it gave people the impression that we could calculate time in purgatory in a mechanical, earthly way. I, I believe the intention of the church was to say that a partial or not complete amount of remission would be granted proportionate to the amount of penance that was performed. The number of days which used to be attached to indulgences were references to the period of penance one might undergo during life on earth. To avoid further confusion, then, it was Pope Paul VI who issued a revision of the Handbook of Indulgences, and today, numbers of days are not associated with indulgences. They are either, as you said earlier, plenary or partial. That's right. And let's remember, it's a gift from us to offer prayers for the souls in purgatory. They gain no merit for their suffering. The only merit that can be gained for suffering is in this life. When you gain a plenary indulgence for them, and when they go to heaven, the mystics tell us they know who their benefactors are. And, and let me just tell you a story about the, uh, the time issue in purgatory. I, I read, and I, and I can't remember the saint, but there was a man who was dying, and he was, and he was, and he was in pain, and an angel came to him and said, you can suffer here on earth for a year like this, or we can take you now and you'll go to purgatory for three days. Okay. He, cho he chooses the purgatory. So he goes to purgatory and he's in purgatory and he's suffering and suffering. And the angel appears to him and he says, you deceived me. I've been here for ages. And the and the angel said to him, you've actually been here for one day in earthly time. And he let him go back. He said, I'll gladly go back and suffer for, for 365 days of pain on earth that I was suffering. So it just gives you an idea about the suffering of purgatory and how time doesn't really relate to the time we, we we know here on earth. So that was a very good point. Right. Okay. So what are the specific requirements, Frank? Well, first, you must be free from the attachment to sin, um, which we're all sinners. But the attachment to sin is is more, you keep repeating the same sin over and over again. You, you have to, you have to let go of that and, and finally try, try to rid yourself of that. So you must go to confession receive communion in the state of grace, and pray for the Pope's intentions that consist of an Our Father, a Hail Mary, and a Glory Be. If you can fulfill these, you may receive a partial indulgence based on the fervor of your prayer or intention, which again only remits part of the punishment. Remember, this is not vengeance of, on God's part, but is intended as a purification due to the ugliness of our sins. Praying the rosary and reading the Bible are acts which instigate the granting of indulgences also. Yeah, now, as I'm listening, this whole discussion is very Catholic. I mean, other Christian denominations do not accept, you know, confession, penance, or God forbid, indulgences, right? Right. And indulgences are obtained through the Catholic Church because Christ granted the power of binding and loosing to his apostles and their descendants, the, the bishops and priests. So in a sense... He intervenes for us and opens the treasury of the merits he gained for us on the cross. Yeah. And think, this is a treasury. Uh, all th this, and think, in this treasury, 
or also the good works of the Blessed Mother and all the saints. That's why we, we say the treasury of the church is of infinite value and never can be exhausted because the sufferings that Christ went through and the martyrs and the Blessed Mother went through. Uh, that's nice. Now, let's address the idea that the church just invented indulgences as a way to make money. Indulgences developed from, at the beginning from reflection on the sacrament of reconciliation, as you had said earlier. They were thought of as a way of shortening the penance of sacramental discipline. And they were in use centuries before money-related problems appeared. Then, yes, the idea was corrupted between the 1300s and the early 1500s when the giving of alms to charity was used as an occasion to grant an indulgence. And we've read that at least one of the popes used those funds to help build the Church of St. Peter's. Yes, yeah. people in the church are capable of sin, and Martin Luther and others pointed to this practice to reject all church teachings and split from the church itself. But one never really could buy indulgences. There was no policy or edict or precept which called for the selling of indulgences. It was a prayerful and noble practice which was corrupted by sin. Yes. And the Council of Trent instituted severe reforms in the practice of granting indulgences. And because of prior abuses, quote, in 1567, Pope Pius V canceled all grants of indulgences involving any fees or other financial transactions. That's a long time ago that that was stated. And in the Catholic Encyclopedia, now it states, quote, among the good works which might be encouraged by being made the condition of an indulgence, almsgiving would naturally hold a conspicuous place. To give money to God or to the poor is a praiseworthy act. And when it is done from the right motives, it will surely not go unrewarded. Again, that's from the Catholic Encyclopedia. I think I think it's very well said. And, and really, you, you can't buy your way into heaven, all right? And you should never, ever base your faith on the sins of another man. And that includes the, uh, the pope, a bishop, or a priest. And as someone who en you know enjoys daily mass, weekly confession, praying a rosary, I love the granting of indulgence. I'll tell you what, Frank, if I, if anybody wanted to have them praying for them, if I get the, let's put it this way, if I get the purgatory, I need you praying for me, okay? I will. And how merciful is God? Think about this. Not only can he free us from eternal punishment, but from temporal punishment as well. How many people forget their dead relatives and friends, assuming they're in heaven? Right. We must provide for them by trying to obtain these indulgences. We can't forget them because they rely on our prayers our sacrifices and our indulgences. It is said that more souls in purgatory came to Padre Pio than living souls on earth. Amen. And I, I, you've said that before. That's that's good. You know, folks, there is, uh, if you're interested in this, uh, the indulgences are listed in the new handbook of indulgences. Right. Catholic book publishing. You can Google it. 1991. It's all in there. And look, it's an incentive to do prayer things, which it turns out is profitable towards salvation. And of course, God is the ultimate judge of how this is distributed. And that's good, because we know that he is truly right and just. Right, Frank? You got it, Deacon. Thanks, and God bless. Folks, don't forget to like us or follow us and send us an email at anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. That's anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. Frank, I love you a lot, and I'll see you next time, okay? Thanks. Thanks.